Open your Bibles to 1 Corinthians chapter 11. Thank you for praying for me last week. What an awful Sunday to miss. Um, God and Country Sunday, America celebration, man alive. I sure did hate not being here, but uh, wasn't in a position to do anything about it. But thank you, uh, Terry Covington, for taking my place in the afternoon in the concert. And uh, Randy Hughes preached beautifully last Sunday morning. And I am most, most grateful. And I am doing great. Thank you for your prayers. I am, I am most grateful to you. And it's good to be back. Now, uh, I always want to start out the message before we celebrate the Lord's Supper by understanding that we have guests who are present. And when you go to a church where you're the guest, you may wonder, okay, they're doing the Lord's Supper. Do they have rules? Am I allowed? Am I not allowed? What's the deal? So let me just put your mind at ease by saying that if you are a baptized follower of Jesus, please participate with us today. We want you to do that. If you do not yet know Jesus, then listen very carefully. Watch and observe. And uh, my prayer is that you'll come to know Jesus today and that you'll be uh, touched by what you see and understand the beautiful picture of what Jesus has done for us that you will see portrayed in the celebration of the Lord's Supper. I love visiting historical sites. My family and I have had the opportunity to go to a number of uh, Civil War battlefields across our country. We've been to Washington, D.C. and seen the things see there. We were just talking, Sharon and I were just talking the other day about the things that are on our bucket list for the future. And a lot of it centers around American history, places that we've not yet seen that we want, that we want to see. And so we love all that. I love, um, I love going to the Alamo. I've been there. I don't know how many times I've been there. But it never gets old. I've been to Israel nine times and seeing the things, the places where Jesus walked, that never gets old. I love the historical sites. The other day we were, I don't, we were talking about age in front of my grandchildren. I'm not real sure why I allowed the conversation to go there, but, uh, we were talking about age and one of my grandchildren find being reminded of my age said, said, Papa, you're old. And uh, I appreciated the compliment. And uh, it just reminded me that I guess I'm not all that far from being an historical site myself. So uh, as we think about that, today we remember that we are doing what Christians, what the church has been doing for 2,000 years. There's a link from the past to the present and even beyond to the future. So I want you to stand with me and honor the reading of God's Word. Just a few verses this morning. 1 Corinthians 11, beginning with the 23rd verse. Paul wrote, For I received from the Lord what I also passed on to you. The Lord Jesus, on the night He was betrayed, took bread. And when He had given thanks, He broke it and said, This is my body, which is for you. Do this in remembrance of me. In the same way, after supper, he took the cup, saying, This cup is the new covenant in my blood. Do this whenever you drink it in remembrance of me. For whenever you eat this bread and drink this cup, you proclaim the Lord's death until he comes. God bless you. You may be seated. On the night that he was betrayed and the evening before his crucifixion, Jesus met with his disciples in a room in Jerusalem and celebrated with his disciples the highest of all Jewish observances, and that is the Passover, where the Jewish people then and even unto this day celebrate 
the, the passing of the death angel over the homes uh, that had the blood painted on the doorpost and not taking the life of the eldest child within those homes, but taking the lives of the eldest in, in the Egyptian homes and the beginning of the exodus, the beginning of deliverance from slavery. And so the Jews observed that and Jesus observed that with his disciples. He took bread and he blessed it and he said, eat, this is my body. He took the cup, blessed it and said, this is my blood. And those words were stunning words because there is a ritual. There are the right words to say when celebrating the Passover. And these were not the words. These are, were not the words that normally would have been spoken in the celebration of the Passover. The disciples do not fully, do not even partially seemingly understand yet what is going to take place. These words are strange words to their ears. They're stunning words. They still have not grasped what is about to happen, but they will understand after the resurrection. And so Jesus says, the bread, my body, the wine, my blood, and he begins to celebrate the Lord's Supper, institutes the Lord's Supper with his disciples. So before we celebrate, I want us to think about a few things about this uh, celebration. So first of all, the Lord's Supper is a command. The Lord's Supper is a command. If you go back to Luke chapter 21, as Luke records the celebration of the Lord's Supper, it says, he quotes Jesus as saying, This is my body given for you. Do this in remembrance of me. It's an imperative. Do this in remembrance of me. Therefore, that is the obligation uh, of every believer in every church and the Lord's Supper spans church history from the cross to the glory of his coming kingdom. The Lord's Supper spans all of that. It reminds us of past suffering. It refreshes our memory concerning present blessings and it points us out to the future glory that we will as followers of Christ enjoy with him. So as we celebrate today, we do what he tells us to do. We remember the crucifixion. And when you remember the crucifixion, you cannot help but remember the resurrection. So we remember, we examine our hearts in the quietness of the moment. We reflect, we pray, we think, we are reminded of our sin and our unconfessed sin. And so we confess it while we're waiting on the celebration of the Lord's Supper. We express our thanksgiving to God. Thank you. But you can't remember without saying thank you. That's almost a reflexive response on the part of a Christian. Or it should be a reflexive response. We remember and we automatically say thank you, Lord Jesus, for what you've done. We we confess. We're, we're making a confession here. And not to be confused with confessing our sins. The confession we are all together making is... I am a follower of Jesus Christ, and I am glad for everybody in this room to know it. This is a confession, a public, outward, open confession of my faith in Jesus. And then also the Lord's Supper is a time of expectation because Jesus said, do this until I come again. And we look to the future, his coming glory, and the the expectation that Jesus indeed is coming again. 
So the Lord's Supper is a command. The Lord's Supper is also a privilege. We should welcome this opportunity of worship. When you walked in the door this morning and you saw that we were going to celebrate, I I trust that your response in your heart was, all right, yes, rather than, oh, no, not again. You see, it's a privilege to celebrate the Lord's Supper, whether you've done it one time or maybe today's the first or a thousand times. Celebration of the Lord's Supper is a privilege for the believer. It's an opportunity. We have been, we have been invited to the table of the Lord. Can you imagine that? We have been invited to the table of the Lord by Him. And He is the host. Sometimes folks will say, well, I, I, uh, I don't feel worthy. Well, you aren't. And neither am I. But He has made us worthy by His death on the cross, His shed blood, the forgiveness for our sin. And remember, He issues the invitation. He knows what we are, and He invites us anyway. He is the host. And so today it is a privilege to come to this table of grace, this table that is for sinners, but a table that reminds us, as Larry saying, about His grace, His love, His mercy, His forgiveness, and our beginning again. Thirdly, the Lord's Supper is a memorial. The Lord's Supper is a memorial. The one time that my family and I were able to visit Washington, D.C., we made sure that the Vietnam Memorial was on our list of places to see. And when we went a number of years ago, it, it had not been um, open, had not been in existence all that long. And I had seen it on television. I'd heard people talk about it. But until you're there and you actually see it and you feel it, it it's just it's just not the same. But once you see it, you touch it, you feel it, you you stand in utter amazement at the immensity of it as it as we remember the 58,000-plus men and women who lost their lives in, in Vietnam, we are reminded of their sacrifice. The World War II memorial has been built since we were there. I want to go back. I want to see it to remember those brave men and women. And then the Tomb of the Unknown Soldier, we saw that. And what an incredible place. Alamo, all of these all of these things that are memorials, Washington Monument, uh, Jefferson Memorial, Lincoln Memorial, my favorite president, my favorite memorial, Lincoln Memorial, just an incredible, incredible place to be. And all of those memorials are a reminder of the cost of freedom. Well, today, as we celebrate, this is a reminder of the price paid for our salvation. We sing it. Jesus paid it all, all to him I owe. He paid it all for our salvation that our sin might be forgiven that we might have eternal life so the lord's supper is a table for sinners it's a it's a memorial and jesus said do this in remembrance there's that word memorial remember memorial do this in remembrance of me lest we forget lest we forget so the challenge for us this morning as we celebrate here's the challenge When you get the bread, you get the cup, Satan will try to distract you. Where are we going for lunch today? Did I remember to turn on the stove, to turn on the oven, to bake the roast? Who are we seeing this afternoon? Where are we going? What have I got to do at work tomorrow? What's on the agenda for this week? 
See, all of those distractions. What is that person wearing in front of me? All kinds of distractions. Remember to keep your focus. We are remembering what Jesus did for us. He gave us this lest we forget. How many times in an average week do we think about the cross and Jesus on it? We tend to become forgetful. Now, when you attain to my age and people who are my age and older, we laugh all the time, say, boy, I'm becoming forgetful. Well, the truth of the matter is I've always been forgetful. And so have you. You just think it's getting worse. And maybe it is, maybe it isn't. But Jesus knew, regardless of your age, we tend to be forgetful. We need to remember And he gives us something tangible, tactile, tangible, by which we can remember what he did for us. Because you know what happens when we get forgetful? We become thankless. That's what happens. When we forget, then we aren't thinking about it, so we're not thankful. I I saw on a a major television network um, last week... The commentator on a college campus, not in Texas, so that I'll just leave it at that, but on a college campus interviewing college students about what, what is the 4th of July? What's the significance of it? What's, what does the 4th of July mean? Now I know they can doctor those things and they can produce what they want to produce, so I have no idea. It wasn't scientific for sure, but it was, it was appalling how many students, when the guy would say, what is the meaning of the 4th of July? They had they didn't have a clue. They can use a holiday and use a day off and sometimes fireworks go with it and occasionally a parade here and that, the real meaning, you know, and I thought, well, if I'm in charge of this country, I wouldn't let you graduate from high school if you didn't know what July 4th meant. But then, you know, on the other hand, if we were to walk around the room today with a microphone and say, what's the meaning of the Lord's Supper? Would each one of us be able to accurately answer that, answer that question? The Lord's Supper just assists us in keeping our love aflame, our love for Jesus. Husbands and wives celebrate anniversaries. Nations celebrate holidays. The church celebrates the Lord's Supper. That's what we're doing this morning. The bread is his body. The wine is his blood. And and it's a picture of what he did for us. A few weeks ago, my, um, I think it was either my daughter or my wife posted a picture of my, my late father-in-law on Facebook. So I saw it. And my first reaction was, Oh my goodness, there's Christie's oldest son, Davis, who is a spitting image of my wife's father. So I, I covered the forehead, looked at the eyes, I covered the mouth, looked at the nose. Everything just absolutely looks exactly like his great grandfather that he never, that he never knew. And pictures are wonderful reminders. And this is our picture right here. This is it. This is our picture of what Jesus did for us. So the Lord's Supper is a memorial. The Lord's Supper is a testimony. I love testimonies. Great to hear Dr. Gish's testimony this morning. What a precious, godly man. Today, all of us are giving a testimony. Now, don't be frightened. Your heart began to beat rapidly because somebody thought, is he going to invite me up here to say anything? No, just the mere participation in the Lord's Supper is a physical testimony.
It is a testimony of your faith in Jesus Christ, in, in Him alone. This is a witness to the power of God to change us. Because if He's your Savior, He's changed you from the inside out. You aren't the same person that you once were. I wear a wedding ring. It says, I'm married and I'm not available to another. This week I had to take it off in the hospital. My hand was swelling so I could feel it. And so I said, Sharon, help me get my ring off. And so it wasn't easy, but we got it off, let her hold on to it. And I realized other than washing underneath my ring, I've only taken it off three or four times in my married life. And all of them had to do with hospital visits. (laughs) Just another negative about going to the hospital. (laughs) So... This says, I belong to Sharon, I'm, I'm not available to another. The Lord's Supper says, I belong to Jesus, I'm not available to another. That's our witness, that's our celebration. Then, fifth, the Lord's Supper is a confession. We are together today confessing, I, I, I'm a sinner, and it took the body and the blood of Jesus to save me. It took the death of God's Son to set me free from sin and death and hell. I confess that I have been saved, I am being saved, and I will be saved. Those three aspects of salvation. I was saved when I gave my life to Christ. I am being saved, transformed in the likeness of Christ. I will be saved. I will be with Him forever in glory. So the Lord suffers a confession. That's what you're saying this morning. Is that what you intend to say? I belong to Jesus. He's my Savior. It took His blood to save me from my sin. And lastly, the Lord's Supper is an act of faith. We look back to the cross, and there is our faith. We look ahead to His return, and there is our faith. The church is the bride of Christ, and Jesus is coming back for His bride, and He will take us to be with him forever and the lord's supper reminds us of all of it from the cross to his return so my response to all of that today is thanks worship and celebration will you join me in thanks worship and celebration let's bow our heads together please in a moment matt will lead us in our song of invitation Because in this room, with this many people, it's inevitable that there are several who have not yet trusted Jesus as Savior and Lord. And so the invitation from the risen Christ is to you this morning to give your life to Christ. You acknowledge that you're a sinner in need of a Savior, and that Savior is Christ and Christ alone. So in a moment when we stand, You sense the tugging of the Holy Spirit at your heart. Will you leave your seat, come and place your hand in mine and say very simply, Pastor, I need Jesus. And a member of our staff will be here to pray with you, to open God's Word, to share with you. Today, you can come into a personal saving relationship with Jesus Christ. Will you come? Father, thank you for the cross of Christ. Thank you for his glorious resurrection. Thank you for this way you have given to us to remember and to celebrate. And Father, before we do, we pray that someone in this room might come to know Jesus as Savior and Lord. In his name I pray. Amen. God speaks to your heart. You come as we stand and sing.